Noisers, welcome. Noisiers, welcome. The Noisies, welcome. Noise and Tears. It is your man, your host, DJ Kip Master, aka K Wood the Genius. Ah, it's there's the first ever edition of the Freaky Frankie Friday episodes of my podcast. Um, just to let everybody know that I did not listen to the syllabus episode, which is understandable. It's pretty disjointed. I am working with a new app for, to do my podcast on. It's a great app. Uh, it actually has helped me get some really good news that I will bring into this podcast in just a second. Uh, so just to go back on the structure, um, the Freaky Frankie Fridays is just a... Uh, just a really good uh, just episode of just telling you a story, letting y'all hear just some nice intriguing things and get you, get you some knowledge on something you probably don't know about. Um, so, I'm going to obviously talk about my man Frank Sinatra, one of my favorite um, singers of all time. Probably have a mellowed out quote so you can have something to mellow out to enjoy the weekend to, you know, give you something to just think about from the words of Frank Sinatra. Um, but uh, obviously in America, you know, in the States, we have this thing, the word freaky, which I would say means intriguing. And some of the things that we're intrigued about in America mostly are uh, romance and mystical creatures so that will give you a way to what we have today uh, for my stories for the freaky frankie friday podcast so uh, i don't know how i'm going to do any better on this episode though because this is i got two amazing stories this is two just great it's perfect timing for these stories and i think everybody's gonna love it so I'm going to get to those two two stories right there. And then I'm going to bring up some Frank Sinatra. And it's going to be a great Friday edition of the podcast. So I have a huge big news thing to talk about today. Um, I have been picked up by Pocket Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. So, yes, K-Wood the Genius is in your iTunes. So, now anybody with an Apple phone should be able to get to me without going through all the harshness of downloading an app and keeping it on your phone just for me. You can now go to iTunes, just pipe in and search for Bring the Noise Music City, and my podcast should pull up. So, yes, again, I am on your iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Look for me. Um, just two big, that's just two big news announcements right there. Again, I am just ready just to get into this podcast and bring you these two stories, these two fabulous, amazing stories. I promise you, both of them will live up. And this will just, you'll be spoiled. You'll be spoiled after I tell you these two stories because you would want this Freaky Frankie Friday to approach every week like this. But 
It's so hard. It's just hard. To, it's gonna be hard to top these two stories. These are two very amazing stories, and I'm just so happy I get to bring in the podcast with these two first two stories alone. Okay, so the first freaky I'm gonna deal with is the romance aspect. It's going to deal with with a hometowner. Uh, Music City, you are filled to disappoint since I have been here. And it's this is one is a classic one. So since I have been here, I have managed to learn one politician's name. That politician's name is Megan Berry, our fabulous mayor here in Nashville. Um, <sighs> Megan Berry was a person I was interested in learning about since I when I first got here because I was trying to learn who could be responsible with managing such an awesome city. And now I found out the person that was responsible for managing this city is not that great a person. Um, Megan Berry has done an interview this week stating that she has had sex an affair with one of her head security staff members. Cue the clip. Yes, Megan Berry asked that question as she did not give a fuck. And just went ahead and just did her thing multiple times with her security staff member, head of security. We'll give him credit for that. He was head of security. Um, the problem with this is one, Megan Berry is married and does have a family. The security staff member, Robert Forrest Jr., Sergeant Robert Forrest Jr., as it says in the uh, uh, news clipping I have read, is also married with a family. So it makes you go to the thought process of, that's pretty bad, you know, you being the uh, mayor and all, a big politician and, you know, you're sleeping with not just you're not just messing around on your husband, but you're also messing around on another woman with another woman's husband. So uh, it makes you just go, can we question American Barry just a little bit on her politics? On so we. Get Megan Berry to um, sleep around with a hus- with her husband with a security with a security guard, and that is not just the bad part. 
that is just the um, simple part. It gets worse when we get into how we found out about this affair. Megan Berry came out on Monday and said that in a interview with the Tennessean that she was having an affair. Now you wonder why did she come out? Why would she just come out of nowhere and say that I had an affair on my husband with my security guard? Huh. Well, there is one specific reason why she would come out and say this. So Megan Berry was elected mayor of Nashville in 2015. She brought in Sergeant Robert Forrest Jr. in the middle of 2016. From the looks of it, it did not first become an affair until later on. Um, but there's no telling when the affair began. But Robert Forrest Jr. was a person that was who spoke to the media when the mayor, Megan Berry's son, died of a drug overdose in July of last year. Now, this does not say that 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 the affair was happening beforehand or afterhand or that it came as a result of, you know, him being there for her during this rough time in her life. There is no telling. But this happened. It, it, this was a fear. It seems to have been going on after. And, um, it turns out that in 2017, Robert Forrest Jr.'s, Sergeant Robert Forrest Jr.'s salary is $84,500 a year. He racked up, he racked up after that $50,000 in overtime pay and $33,000 in expenses. Now, you might wonder, how do you rack up so much money in overtime pay and so much money in expenses? I guess you might find out. Wow. He racked up almost his whole entire salary alone without with doing extra work, you would say. Um, this is when the a lot of journalists starting to look into the background and see where was this overtime coming from and where was this um you know expenses coming from. Well, the expenses and overtime were coming from a lot of trips that Mr. Sergeant Robert Forrest Jr. and our mayor Megan Bayer were taking alone by themselves. Now you'll wonder why would a mayor 
and that has a security be have to take trips just them two by themselves. Well, I don't think that I don't know if Meg, Miss Megan Berry, or Mr. Sergeant Robert Forrest Jr. thought of it at all. But it looks pretty suspicious when y'all taking trips by yourselves. So, with this being looked into by journalists, and I think the story going to break soon, Megan Berry decides to go ahead and do an interview with the Tennessean, admitting to such a scandal. This leading up to what has to be one of the most interesting um, aspects she would take on this story. She would go on to say she is not going to retire. I don't understand that part at all. So you are the mayor of Nashville. You understand how people are looking at you, looking towards any corruption that can possibly you can do. And you do the most silliest thing of corruption of anything. You have an affair and pay your guy to to have the affair with you. You, you pay the guy to have the affair with you, you know? And, I mean, this is kind of like an episode of, like, Hung and House of Cards combined, you know? Like, you're not just having sexual relations with your security detail, but he's using it as his salary he's using it as <laughs> he's using it as to make money on the side he's going he's going oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna oh yeah i you know i think i should get paid for you know you know that trip that trip to you know bermuda with my with the mayor you know i put in some extra work on that trip for sure you know, I feel like he had to be t- doing that with his buddies. There had to be a joke at, joke somewhere with his buddies. Like, oh, yeah, I put in some extra work on that trip. You know, oh, the mayor, she had a rough one. She definitely had some interesting, interesting shots come at her. <laughs> I mean, as a mayor, you know, I just feel like you have to understand you're going to be at a high standard. And, you know, it's it's interesting because, I mean, I like seeing a person like this be so out in the open like like he like. I just like the mindset that Sergeant Robert Forrest Jr. has. Because every time I look at scandals, I always go that, that 
this will never happen with a woman. That with a man, it works. With a man, it works because because men are or have lower self-esteems. They don't. They don't. Men have lower self-esteems. They don't have as much. Uh, you know. They don't have as much. You know. Um, wherefore. To thank, to thank that how to realize how good position they're in, you know. But I think with women, they always can re- realize how good a position they are in in life, and they have wherefore to go. I'm in a good position. I don't need to waste this position by doing something stupid. But I think men always, I always feel like men don't never have that wherefore, and they always go, oh. I'm happy this woman's just talking to me, you know, and stuff like that, you know, so I'm just amazed at how Robert, uh, Sergeant Robert Forrest Jr. went and literally had the audacity to to feel that he could make love to because you know you know i don't because i have to feel like he he took charge of the situation i don't feel like i cannot have i cannot feel like uh our mayor was just like hey robert come in here and make love to me you know i feel like it had to be like him coming in there he was just like like they had a few drinks and he was like hey you know wanna get down and dirty for a second you know and she's just like sure 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 we can do still thing you know I mean I have to give props to Sergeant Major Lover by the way that's his name I'm calling him that from now on Sergeant Major Lover Uh, Major Lover you know I have to, that might be actually a good one, actually, Sergeant Major Lover might be actually a better one, <laughs> but I mean, I have to give props to Audacity, you know, I, at my job, I, at my job, I feel like I can't hit on a girl, because I feel like if I hit on a girl, you know, it, it turns into, she goes to HR, it turns into something, and you know, I might get fired or something like that. And Sergeant Mega Lover was just totally like, hey, mayor, you know, I know you're the mayor of Nashville, you're this big high thing, and you're married and everything, but um, you think you might want to get with me? And I feel like he has to talk like that, because, I mean, come on, it's, it, it, you know, it, yeah, I feel like he has to talk like that, like, hey, you know. It's really, really cool, you know. I am a guy that made love to the mayor of Nashville, you know. I and I got paid to do it. I it's. <laughs> I mean, it it's to the point of like, what were you thinking? As mayor, what were you thinking? And I have to give props to the mayor now because she has officially stated that she's not resigning for this. Something that might be corruption 
I mean, this is more corruption than anything Donald Trump's done at this point. This is this woman was paying this man with tax dollars, taxpayers' money to have sex with her. Just think of that. Uh, the people of Ma- Nashville's tax dollars were going in this guy's pocket just to have sex with a man, which might be a good thing. Which might be a good thing, you know. She may, she might help out with some policies, you know. Um, you know, she she comes in there, she gets a nice little one on end, then comes up, then comes got a little quick end or something like that. Comes back with a nice good plan, you know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's pass that. Let's pass this bill to. You know, stop Airbnbs in in Nashville because everybody's buying up all the property and making the property prices higher. You know, that's a good that was that's a good thing. Maybe maybe Sergeant, maybe we could we could talk about we can we could blame Sergeant Lover for making her take such a stance of this. You know, you know, you know. Maybe when she passed that, you know, maybe when they passed the law that, you know, you can uh, carry a certain amount of marijuana in Nashville and it's up to the officer's discrepancy to either write you a ticket or take you to jail, you know, virtually making it pretty legal for some certain people to to carry marijuana inside this county of Davidson in the city of Nashville. You know, maybe she might have been, you know, got one in right quick and was like, yeah, 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 we can. I don't see a problem with people, um, you know, smoking a little bud, you know, and all that type of stuff, you know, and, you know, so maybe, maybe that's what happened, you know, maybe she got a quickie in and that was, you know, kind of a resolution to it, you know, <laughs> but I give props to Sergeant Lover, definitely, I mean, he came in there with a person clearly out of his league this guy is a head of security this is a mayor she is a hundred percent out of his league and he did not give any care any fucks at all he did not give any fucks and i salute sergeant mayor lover because sergeant mayor mayor lover you Sergeant Major Lover. Sorry. <laughs> that one's kind of funny. I can't lie. That one's kind of funny. Sergeant Major Lover, you are a hero. Love it. I love it. 100%. It's amazing. <laughs> oh. So, big props to Sergeant Major Lover for getting paid to make love to women, a woman outside, far out of his league, far out of his league. Biggest props ever. You, you got, you did not just make love to a woman out of your league. That, you know, this was not a one night stand thing or just a, or you know, a I was drunk thing. This was a totally hookup and have sex thing with a woman out of your league and you got paid over your almost your salary almost your salary you got paid to hook up with a woman out of your league big props to sergeant major lover mayor lover 
Sergeant Major Lover. <laughs> Big props to you, man. You are a American hero, American folk legend. <laughs> All the above. This is a, this is a, it was. This is an amazing story. It is. This is amazing. Uh, and this is a. I mean. I can't think of any better way to start off season two of this podcast in the freaky Frankie Friday episode of this podcast than with the story of Sergeant Major Lover and the mayor of Nashville. Okay, so give me a break break and I will be back with the next story. The next story is a little bit more freakier in the other aspects. So if you are not a fan of kind of creepy stories, then you can stop listening here. It's not too creepy. It's not overly the top creepy. It's just, uh, I say it's more intriguing than, than creepy, this story. So um, it's not too bad. So, uh you know, just giving it a forewarning. Um, spoiler alert, I guess I should say. It does include werewolves. So, I will be back in just a few. Okay, so while your host, K with the Genius, is taking a brief break, I will tell you a few things you can possibly do this weekend first thing you can possibly do this weekend obviously Super Bowl check out some nice commercials see what you like about it you know second day you could possibly do watch it's the end of the fucking world it is a nice drama British comedy drama song about a couple of kids who get into a mess of trouble as they run away from home and it leads to cops some very hellacious crimes and some drugs that is I am your man Eric Floyd telling you a few things to do for the weekend have fun Drink a nice little good beer. My advice, sweet water, 420, or sweet water, Georgia Brown. I will come with you next weekend with another update of what you can possibly do. See you later. Now back to your host, K. Wood, the genius. Oh yes, now it's time to get to the part of the podcast I love. This is the freaky I want to talk about. The creepy version of freaky. And this one is going to be another homer. But it's not going to be hometown. It's going to be a homesteader. I'm going back to the state I came from, Georgia. And I am going to talk about... Emily Isabel Burt, better known as the Georgia Werewolf. Yes, my Georgia listeners, there was once a werewolf sighting 
in Georgia. <laughs> so, I am going to tell you the story of, of Emily Isabel Burt. So, we start off in the 1800s with Mildred Owen Burt. Mildred Owen Burt was uh, was married to a very wealthy man and they lived in Tolbert County together and and had three children well Mr. Owenberg died um, suddenly and left Mildred and Miss 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 Mildred Owenberg with uh, with three children now, Mildred Owen Burke, much like anybody who got married into money and had was now single, wanted to f- socialize and possibly find a new um, lover slash spouse in her life. So she sent her three children to boarding school. Most of them went overseas um, into Europe, boarding schools. Uh, Emily Isabel Burt, who is the vocal point of the story, wound up going to a boarding school in France. You can obviously already think that um, at this time, Americans and French were not the um, kindest of to, to each other. And you could think that probably Georgians probably had a nice little um down down look on um French and definitely people seeing their children over to France. So Emily Isabella Burke goes to school in France. And then comes back later on and is said to have came back pretty um strange. Pretty strange. When she returns back to Woodland, Georgia, um Tolbert County for people that are looking for the area of Georgia this is in. I've never been to Tolbert County, but I'm pretty sure it's a very um Woody part of Georgia, for sure. It is said so. Emily Burt was said to have come back looking very, very um, being very, very strange, and kind of looking very, very strange. Her mother said that she had grown very sharp teeth, that she would stare out into the abyss at times, um, and said that uh, after a while she would be unable to sleep and she would go off and she would find her daughter wandering off into the woods at nighttime. And when she would ask her daughter where did she um, go at, 
uh, at the nighttime, her daughter would reply that she does not remember ever leaving her bedroom. Emily also began to grow unsightly hair in odd places. I don't know what an odd place to grow hair at. I, me personally, I kind of go hair everywhere. I kind of I'm trying to figure out what am I mixed with at this point because I'm like, golly, I grow hair pretty much everywhere. But um, so then Emily, then Mildred started to just write this off as Emily is going through a very strange phase of puberty, and you know that's understandable. I, I can definitely see that you know you write it off as puberty because I mean look this is a young young girl she just sent off to France she's bringing her back you know and all this other thing she's probably around the age where you start growing up and start realizing things and you know you just you know it's just write it off as you know your daughter's just being a strange person and just growing into a body you know so um he started writing it off as just puberty. So, strangely enough, at times, farmers in Tolbert County start reporting that their livestock is being killed off by wolf attacks. The saying that they wake up to their livestock being mangled and just ripped apart and torn to shreds and just eaten and devoured in just just they're just wolves are just tearing through their livestock and they are having to suffer losses of money and losses of then going into debt because they cannot support the livestock that they're losing out to these darn wolves so the farmers all agree to start trying to hunt whatever wolf has been been messing with their livestock and go ahead and then just finish it so they can get back to growing up their livestock and things like that so after a few weeks and a few failed attempts to slay the wolf they start getting frustrated and start getting angry and it's I don't know, you're thinking, this sounds pretty made up, but I will give you the reason why I do not believe this is a made up story. So, the farmers are frustrated, they cannot seem to kill this thing, and at the time, there is a guy in the town from Eastern Europe. I'm going to guess the Slovakia region because that is where the werewolf legend has um, been said to have begun. And um, he tells these farmers that, look, you need to start preparing yourselves. You need to get like, you need to start making silver bullets because this is this is no animal. This is a werewolf. And you're not going to kill it the way well, what you've been shooting with. And the farmers laugh at the crazy old, as a crazy foreigner. They go, dude, you're a guy that's from this strange place in Europe. And you don't know anything about how the states work. There's no crazy stuff like that in the states. You know, you keep speaking your hoobla 
over Europe craziness and you know you stick to what you know over what you do over there and we'll stick to trying our ways of killing this werewolf so they just keep trying out their ways of killing the werewolf and they keep failing they keep failing they keep failing so after a drastic attempt just all just this just death and just awfulness that happens they finally just go we gotta listen to the old guy it's said that they started to burn their silver crucifixes and started making bullets out of them silver bullets out of those crucifixes So the man told them next that they should not hunt this werewolf at nighttime. They should wait until it turns into a full moon. And that's when they should go and hunt for it. So they waited several weeks for another full moon to come. When this full moon came, they finally went into their fields and hid and awaited. And just as predicted by the old man, the old weird foreign man, the werewolf arrived. It had a long snout and worked on two legs and fake furry ears and it was all strange and deep. And these Georgians, much like we would respect of our Georgian people boys out there, did not give a shit about how weird this thing looked. They shot the shit out of that motherfucker. Shot, they, they shot that shit. They went, bah, 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 bah. shot the hell out of that goddamn thing. I don't give a fuck what the shit looked like. I'll shoot me, shoot that shit, and get me some werewolf goddamn meat tomorrow. Get me a goddamn werewolf burger. I want me a goddamn werewolf burger. That sounds like some good ass damn burgers, actually. I, I want me some goddamn werewolf burger, some werewolf sausage. Hey, anybody out there? Anybody out there that knows where to get some werewolf sausage at, please hook your boy up. I need a listen out there. Send it to me. I tell you, hit me up. You know where to hit me up at. Give me some werewolf goddamn sausage. I want some werewolf damn sausage. So, um, (laughs) I'm getting off track here. (laughs) So, um... They shot it and they celebrated. They shot. They finally shot it and it went into the woods, ran away. The people were celebrating and there was the foreign celebrating. They're just happy to have shot the thing. So it turns out, with these shots ringing out, they were so loud that it was heard by Mildred Owen Burke in, in her sleep and woke up. She went to look inside a room of of all her children and noticed that Emily Isabel Burt was missing. She went, oh my God, my daughter's in the woods. I hope she didn't get shot. Trayvon Martin style, you know, somebody fucking around, you know. So she went out to the woods looking for for her daughter. She came across her daughter in the woods Bloody, bloody with a gunshot wound to the hand. 
she looked for help, looked for help, looked for help. Finally got some help, got her, got her daughter to a doctor. The next day, the forms were celebrating. The forms were celebrating the victory they had of shooting this wolf, even though they did not be able to find this this werewolf. They were celebrating, happy. Maybe they finally ran it off, you know. But then they hear in those taverns that, oh, you remember the the woman that used to come here, Mildred Owen Burke, you know, the woman with all that money that used to come in here and flash off and send her kids away so she could come in here and drink and do all that? Well, her weird-ass daughter just got shot last night. Oddly enough, she was found in the woods just randomly shot in the hand. Gunshot wound. What the heck? I know who's just shooting random white people and white women in woods. And the farmers were like, What? She had a gunshot wound. Oh shit. Is this strange ass woman that went to fucking Europe a goddamn werewolf? It was not highly disputed by anybody. Actually, um, Mildred Owen Burke actually thought that, you know, this was actually a, this was actually not a coincidence. This probably is a fact. So, with Miss, Miss Mildred Owen Burke having so much money and wealth, she decided to, she found a doctor that specializing in killing, curing lycanthropy. Which is basically a fancy way of saying werewolf, being a werewolf. By the way, I need to know where this guy went to school and how did he specialize in it. Because I need to know how do you go to school for this? How do you go to school for this? Like, where, who, how do you, what, like, what is your tuition to pay for this subject? Like, like, how much money can you make? Do you just, do you just specialize in, in being a werewolf? Do you special, do you do werewolf specialization? Do you do other specializations? Like, also, I can cure skin cancer or something like that. Like, do you, like, do something like that? Or is it just straight up? I'm specializing in, in being a werewolf. That is my only expertise. I am going to be a werewolf cure, and that is it. Because if that's the case, that is pretty dang awesome that this guy specialized in it. But, okay, <laughs> my rant's over with. Okay, so she sends, she sends uh, Emily Elizabeth Burke back Elizabeth Elizabeth Isabel Isabel <laughs> sorry sorry listeners Emily Isabel Burke back to France in Paris France where she then gets cured she gets cured of it she does not ever show any more signs of being a werewolf she comes back to the United States comes back to Georgia and becomes a very and succeeds with the family business being a very wealthy businesswoman and landlord in Georgia she dies in 1910 I want to say 1911 at the age of 70 
you know how those werewolves diet, diet, diet pretty, pretty, you know, kind of young ages, you know, they kind of died kind of young ages, not too old, but not really, old. not too young, but not really old. You know, you know, those werewolves kind of, you know, they don't get the last as us normal people, you know. She only gained about three, five years of Social Security, even though it wasn't also Social Security at the time. Sad face. But she only got the game about five years of that before, you know, she croaked it, you know. So, you know how those werewolves are. But... Miss Emily Isabel Burt went, lived out the rest of her life, and lived gratefully. On her tombstone reads the reads the phrase here, Thy form alone is all, thank God. That is the grave is given. For is no thy soul the better part. Is safe. Yes, safe. It's heaven. How creepy is a fucking saying is that? That is the creepiest fucking shit in the goddamn world. Emily Isabel Burt, you could, you need to tell your fucking family they could have did them better than that. That is some creepy ass shit. But people do go visit her grave. She's buried in Owens and Holmes Cemetery in Tolbert County, and people do go visit her grave because she is known. And in the legend, as the George's werewolf. Now, people will contest this. There is arguments. There's still arguments. There's arguments around it. There, again, no, she died at then in the nineteen then nineteen eleven. So you know, there's still people that are. That they're not people alive, but there are people that that parent that that are alive that parents or grandparents could have told them the story of her and tell them about her. You know, my granddad's was born in nineteen in the early nineteen thirties. You know, so I mean, his parents obviously was alive in the nineteen. 19- So that is going to get to our segment, the closing segment, Frankie Sinatra. I'm going to leave you with a good quote to just meditate on for the weekend from my guy, Frank Sinatra. Oh, my man once said, and I think this is a great quote just to leave for this weekend. Just the first weekend. Oh, God, I feel like this is a great episode. So we've got to end with this quote. Uh, my man Frank once said, he feels sorry for anybody who doesn't drink because when they first wake up in the morning, that is the best feeling they're going to have all day long. So... 
With that said, my man Frank Sinatra, I think, gave you a good reason to have a few beers, have a few liquor drinks this weekend. And with that said, visit, maybe go visit my girl Emily Isabella Burke. Maybe go say what's up to my girl Megan Berry. Watch a good TV show. Um, I pretend to like this Super Bowl that's happening. And just have a good weekend. So, with that said, I think we need to close out with a nice little good track. Let's see what my man DJ Kiltmaster is going to spin for y'all guys today. With that said, it's K Wood the Genius. I'm out. Nosy ears. Noises, noise of tears, noisers. Have a good weekend, guys. Oh, <laughs>